quick. Think of the most iconic man-made structures on Earth. The Parthenon, Machu Picchu, the Eiffel Tower. Unlike the first two, the Eiffel Tower was not built to last. The most distinguishing element of the Parisian skyline was originally conceived of as a novelty for the 1889 World's Fair. The city stipulated that the structure be easy to demolish. But when its permit expired after 20 years, the Eiffel Tower was preserved for communication purposes. Its iconicity took a while to establish, it seems. It's hard not to hear echoes of Eiffel in the origin story of a local landmark. We were crazy. We were going to do that. It was going to be up for three months. Longtime IU Art Museum staffer Linda Baden remembers back to 2007 when the museum was planning to mark the 25th anniversary of its IMP building. It was just going to be kind of lavish, really splashy, impactful project. Unlike the initially unpopular Eiffel Tower, however, the museum's 70-foot-tall aluminum beacon of light became beloved almost immediately. The night before we turned it on for the public, I was tweaking it. Professor Robert Shakespeare is the artist who created Light Totem. And somebody had seen it, and he walked across with maybe his daughter was five or six years old. It was just coming to dusk, and she looked up and she said, Daddy, it's magic. Uh, you know, there, there was the first big clue that we might be on onto a successful path. Light draws people, the bonfire. We're so hardwired to be drawn to the light. So here's this burst of jewel tone color that erupts in the darker corner of the campus. And the goal of that was, of course, to draw people to the art museum. Light Totem's subordination within an architectural program anchored by the IMP Museum was implicit. So it came as something of a relief when Ted Musho, the pay associate who oversaw the construction of the museum, gave Totem his imprimatur right away. He just thought it was really a perfect fulfillment of his kind of unformed concept. He really thought it did exactly what he had hoped would happen. I was ecstatic (laughs) with his response because, you know, here's the person that implemented IMP's vision. And uh, here I am sticking something in front of his building that's exactly the same height and dominates the nighttime sky. So, uh-oh, am I upstaging something? And his, his answer was, no, it's beautiful. Thank you. The architect's seal of approval was just the beginning. While Shakespeare had hoped Totem would serve to promote the museum and perhaps offer the excuse for an after-dinner stroll, his expectations were quickly exceeded. There's been people married in front of it. I saw a guy on his knees in front of a young woman one night in front of it. I hope that one worked out. Uh, There's been choir singing in front of it. There was actually a rave out there simultaneously with somewhere else in the world, and they were wearing their headsets, all listening to the same music, and it was being broadcast through their phones, and they were all dancing within this palpitating colored light and in silence because of the headphones. It was just sort of incredible. So quickly did it become popular across the board. People just didn't want it to come down. We thought, well, we'll keep it up for a while until someone says, well, you need to take that down. (laughs) Um, And instead we got, well, if this is going to be permanent structure, you need to take it to the trustees and get their approval. So we did that in in 2010, and they approved it. And so then it became a permanent, permanent fixture on campus. Or so it seemed until the spring of 2013. Since it came down about a year ago, 
I think that really spoke to me of its importance to the community with this constant stream of questions. It seems Totem still had some hurdles to jump. When the decision was made to make it permanent, part of that agreement was that it needed to be inspected annually. The very last inspection kind of showed us that it was probably time to replace this temporary structure with a permanent one. It was a good time to take it down and have it re-engineered in a really permanent form, which would be sustainable. In this case, for example, we don't need to even inspect it for 10 years. That sort of timetable promises that the experience of watching the southeastern face of the museum dematerialize in a sequence of what Shakespeare calls light songs will endure indefinitely, as will, most likely, a curious student ritual that's made many an IU bucket list. Students discovered this when they lie on their backs and put their feet up the wall. If you sort of relax and look up, suddenly a flood of color comes rushing towards you, and it's as though you're floating on a slide of light. When Shakespeare throws the switch around 9.30 p.m. June 21st, midsummer night, the rituals may resume. For collaborators Rob Shakespeare and Linda Baden, who are both retiring this spring after respective decades-long careers at IU, the ritual will have additional meaning. Yeah, it's sort of like a giant birthday candle. It is. (laughs) For WFIU Arts, I'm Yael Cassander.